the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and, and we're talking about car, car repair problems, and tires, and all that kind of stuff. So if you'd like to join us, you can, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission in Tempe. Calling around to get prices on a transmission repair is typically a bad idea because nobody really knows what the repair is. So everybody's numbers are going to be different. The process involves let's get it diagnosed first, let's get a detailed estimate, and then you can call around and say something like to replace the solenoid pack in my da-da-da Chevrolet um, and to service the transmission with fluid and a filter. And what would that cost and what code would that create and uh, what's your diagnostic process and what's the fee associated with that. With that information, you can then make an intelligent decision on what to do. Quality Transmission will talk to you. They'll drive your car for free. They'll talk to you for free. They'll look at your car's computer for free. But sometimes there is some diagnostic processes that involve some disassembly some pin checking, some voltage checking, some ground checking, and that stuff won't be free at quality, but it isn't free anywhere else either. So if you want to talk to somebody and if you want somebody just to drive your car and comment on what you think is wrong with it, then Quality Transmission is your place. They've been in the Valley since 1977. They're in Tempe. They're on McClintock, just north of University and just south of the 202. Quality Transmission. Alrighty, so a lady buys a, uh, a Suzuki from a used car dealer, and in a short period of time, the uh, block has a huge crack in it, which necessitates a completely new engine. Initially, the uh, the car was thought to be under a manufacturer warranty, and Suzuki uh, raised their hand and said, you know what, we can replace this motor for free under warranty because it still has a powertrain warranty on it. However, that deal fell through, and it wasn't Suzuki's fault at all. What had happened was is this car initially was a rental car, and when it's registered as a fleet, it doesn't have the 100,000-mile warranty on the motor. It has a 60,000-mile warranty. That's all part of the program. So this four, five, $6,000 motor just went out the window. So they go back to the used car lot and ask if they can just give them the car back and unwind the deal, and, of course, the used car lot says no. And so then they hire an attorney, and then the attorney gets involved and finds out that there's there's laws that that talk about implied warranties and warranties and the absence of this document versus the absence of that document. So I'm happy to tell you that what has happened is is the attorneys for both the person who bought the vehicle and the attorneys for the repair or the uh, the used car lot have come to an agreement, and they are going to give the lady back her money. Now 
they're going to be left with a motor that's bad, but everybody agrees that the lady had nothing to do with the crack on the Suzuki V6. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, it's the first one of first time I've ever seen an engine crack like this, but it's all over the internet, and Suzuki's well aware that this happens. So somebody's going to have to put a motor in the car, and the next person that gets the car is going to get a new motor, and that's kind of good too. So maybe the used car lot will be able to put the motor in it and still make a profit on it, and if not, whatever. But it's a good story, and it have it had a happy ending. And I think everybody's still talking to one another, and I think the attorneys behave themselves. I think everybody in the process behaved themselves, and I was happy to be a part of it. So um, those those things do happen in my world good. For every good story, I can tell you five <laughs> that turns really ugly. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll spare you that. I do want to tell you about tire expiration. Um, tire expiration and tire aging is the, is an idea that's been around for 25 years and that is is when should a tire be taken out of service and thrown away and this has been going on for 25 years what hasn't helped any is is companies like Goodyear and all the rest of them they use words like we think you guys ought to tell your customers that they should get rid of their tires somewhere between six years. And another company says, no, seven. Somebody else says, well, between six and eight. And someone else says, between eight and ten. The fact of the matter is is that they don't know what the Ten Commandments are because they don't write like that. I want a ten, Eleventh Commandment that says, thou shalt tell the customer the tire must be removed from service when the tire hits X years old. Here's the problem. Without a mandate from the, man, from the manufacturer of the tires, when our industry tells a customer that, then we're accused of using scare tactics. And, and obviously, we don't want to be accused of that. So our industry is in tremendous flux and has been for years. But here's what's happening right now. There's lots and lots of lawsuits. I think I'm actively involved in three, four, five of them that has the question, should the shop have told the customer how old his tire was? Here's the issue. I have instituted a new policy that follows discount tires policy. And discount tire says on their website, and I agree with them, that we're not going to touch your tire, we're not going to air your tire. We physically aren't going to put our fingers on your tire unless we're taking it off to replace it. We're not going to be involved in touching that tire because if that tire at 10 years old blows out, everybody's going to be in the food chain. So I have a case right now where some tires were installed. One of them blew out. Four people died, and um, the tire was 12 years old. And everybody who touched that tire in the last four or five years of its life is now being named in the lawsuit. So we have to deal with that in some way. The answer is 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 for the tire manufacturers to put an expiration date on the tires. However, there's a problem with that. And here's the problem. The problem is, is they would be glad to do that. But they can't agree whether it ought to be six, seven, eight, nine, or 10 years. They can't agree on that. Number two, it would virtually double their tire sales overnight. And a lot of people find that kind of objectionable. <laughs> and I think if you pick six years, that's what you're saying to us. I also think that each manufacturer can tell us when their tires should be taken out of service based on the quality and the preparation and the manufacturing of that tire. 
but they're not willing to do that. On the other side of the coin are the lawyers, and the lawyers don't want an expiration date on the tires, or most lawyers don't want an expiration date on the tires because that would eliminate many of their legal cases, many of their plaintiff's cases, many of the lawsuits. So that's what's going on. But our industry has asked NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the federal government, the, you know, those idiots east of the Mississippi River along the Virginia River up there, we asked them to make the decision, and we gave them all the facts. And they just recently said to the industry, the tire manufacturers, the repair industry, the tire sales retailers, nah, we don't want to do that. So we're in flux again. So as a customer of mine, I want to tell you that we're going to keep track of your tires and we're going to tell you how old they are and we're going to tell you what your options are and we're going to tell you what we think you should do, but we're going to not going to do it in a scare tactic format. It's going to sound like this. Your tires are six years old. We just want to put you on notice that they're six years old. Because here's the problem. you got people in Sun City and in Ahwatukee and East Mesa that drive 2,000 miles a year. So they got Hondas and Civics and Corollas and Chevrolets and Fords and Dodges that have that are 10 years old that have you know 8,000 miles on them. So that's really hard to tell this senior citizen that those 10-year-old tires are dangerous, especially when all they do is drive to the store and back, and rarely do they go to California loaded up with a whole bunch of beer to go to the to the to the ocean or to the river. So those are all the dynamics that go on. I'm going to tell you from a point of view, of a safety point of view, you should monitor the wear and the condition of your tires after they turn six years old. And I think that under no circumstances should you travel at all over 45, 50 miles an hour with a 10-year-old tire. I think you're putting yourself and your life, your family into danger and all the people around you into danger. So that's... That's what I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tire maintenance expert. I testify in court about tire maintenance, reading of, you know, the wear patterns and, and what people should do and what shouldn't they do and what do they do wrong and what do they do right and all that kind of stuff. I am not a tire manufacturer expert or a tire composition expert or an expert that can talk about how the tire is built. I'm, I'm not that. But I am an expert in the field of maintenance. And um, and right now, in my opinion, I think our industry has a responsibility to let people know how old their tires are and to warn them that, that their tires are getting into an area which is 6 to 10 years that virtually everybody agrees the tire should be aged out or, in other words, the tire should expire or, in other words, the tire should be taken out of service. I think that we should drill holes in the tread of the tire so that they never get back on the road again. And um, as far as some of the Goodyear RV tires that have caused so many deaths, when we take a G159 off of a motorhome, we drill two-inch holes in the sidewall so that tire will never see the, the light of day again because we don't want anyone to, to die. And we still see motorhomes that come in with a Goodyear G159. That's the model number written on the side. If you have a Goodyear G159 on your motorhome, here's my promise to you. I'll sell you tires at my cost. I'll show you the invoice just to get those tires off the road. They're dangerous. They kill people. And what you're not told is, is that tire was never, ever rated 
past 65 miles an hour and it failed some stupid number like 98% of the time at 65 and higher. And they didn't tell us that and that tires has is, is been in hundreds if not thousands of lawsuits. But just the other day I had a guy call me and ask me if I if it, he could bring his motor home. And of course I said yes and when he got there he had G159s on it and I said to him here's the information I'm going to send you links and you go on the internet and read these links and I'll bid six tires for you and he ended up putting six tires on I think the bill was three or four thousand dollars and and I said to him I'm gonna cost them out to you because I need to get these off the road it's not I need to it's we need to so your family's not safe and you can't take my grandkids in your motorhome if you have a G159 tire on them I don't even want to be within the same zip code as you if you have those tires on but but that's just a tire aging issue, and it's that that just happened to be a really bad tire. So that's the issue. The issue is is when do we put when do we expire your tires? Our industry basically will agree that it's somewhere between six and ten years. No one is past ten years, and no one is earlier than six years. But we can't even agree on whether it's six, seven, eight, nine, or ten. As far as I'm concerned, ten years. I'm not touching your tires. I'm only going to take them off if you instruct me. But as far as rotating the tires, airing up the tires, or even doing an alignment, I'm not doing that on a 10-year-old tire. And that's just my small way of keeping you safe, whether you like it or not. 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Hugh Hewitt, Megyn Kelly, and Real Clear Politics. And all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork. And all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. I'm Tom Brown with Mike Alia, and I've given testimonials for Benefit Air from my own personal experience, but I'm not the only one praising you guys. Here's an email to you from another happy customer who had a thermostat issue. Mike, I'm Steve Simmons. Kyle said he told you about the mix-up I had on the thermostat and that I bought the wrong one, not knowing about that two-stage stuff. To make a long story short, I am happy. I think Kyle did a great job resolving a tricky situation, and I'll always use Benefit Air from Ken to Mac to Kyle. All you guys are a pleasure to work with. Boy, that says it all, Mike. How do you get these great results? Well, Tom, we carefully select and take very good care of our employees, and that translates into great customer service. Happy employees make for happy customers, and we like to keep both for a long time. Good philosophy, Mike. 
Thanks, Tom. To find out how you can experience great customer service, call Benefit Air today at 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229. Or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke, fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and the phone number to call in on is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Action Auto Repair. He's up at I-17 and Deer Valley Road, northwest corner of I-17 and Deer Valley. And what's special about Action Auto? Well, it's special because he's been in business since 1983. It's special because Tom is a great guy. He knows right from wrong. He knows how to fix cars. He's very analytical, and he's a great diagnostician. Him and his staff, they can provide you all kinds of service, maintenance, diagnosis. They have ASE Master Certified Technicians. They're going to get the job done right, and they want to help you as car owners understand what they're doing and why, so they want you involved. They take you into the shop. They show you the bad parts. They show you the symptoms. They show you that kind of stuff, and that's why Action Auto is a great place. I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Real quick, one of the other things that just wads up my underwear in a way that you can't imagine is is that many of the car manufacturers and tire manufacturers, Goodyear, Michelin, Bridgestone, Toyo, um, the car manufacturers, every single one of them, they talk about that you should have your tire, and this is the way for them to, to, to eliminate any responsibility of them. So they say, you as the car owner should have your tires inspected annually by a certified tire professional. Here's the problem with that. There is no such thing as a certified tire professional. Is the tire professional the three-whiskered kid that works at the tire store two days a week and hasn't graduated high school and, and his job is to mount and balance tires? Or is it a guy like me who's been around tires for 40 years and can tell you what size it is without looking at the sidewall? Is a tire professional, well, who are they? What kind of experience do they have? What do they look for? Are they looking for weather checking? Do they know with weather checking is too much or too little. 
do they do they know what alignment issues look like? Do they know look, know what underinflation and overinflation looks like? Do they know what a tread separation looks like? All that kind of stuff. But nobody, nobody will stand up and say this is the definition of a tire professional, a, an expert, not an expert, a tire professional. Here's the here's why is because anybody who raises their hand and says here's the definition, everybody will argue, and this will go on just like it does in every other world that's controlled by men. It'll go on for a hundred years. So when they talk about have your tires inspected by a tire professional, I'd look for somebody with gray hair. I'd look for somebody with an ASC certification on tires, and I would probably look at somebody who's been around a tire shop for most of their life. That's a tire professional, in my opinion. Harry, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Uh, hey, have you ever thought maybe about carrying a little gallon can of gas in your saddlebag? <laughs> your wife doesn't alert you. To the who put you up to that, Harry? <laughs> if, if, if I'd ran out of gas like that, I think I'd be thinking about it. Oh, God. You know, uh, we just bought a... Uh, 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 it's new to us. We bought a trike, and it's a oh, Honda Goldwing. And, uh, and, and my wife had every orifice in that trike completely filled with you know her stuff because we're going to spend that we went to bike weekend like Avisu. so anyway um i knew that when i got to reserve and this is a fuel injected motor and i knew i had an electric pump in there and so i kind of sloshed the gas around and i knew we were approaching kingman and i i like i said i i I was within eight miles of of where i was at but um it it was her fault i don't care what she says she (laughs) denies it but um she she tells me when I when I can eat, when I go to sleep, when I wake up, she tells me what to do every minute of my life. So it has to be her fault for not saying you think we ought to stop. And well, you got an gas. easy life. You don't have to concentrate on her anyway. You know, the only thing she can't tell me not to do is fix cars, but she can sure check and guess and laugh at me when I don't. So, no, but you know, you're right. Um, I, you know, what I'm going to do? This is this. I, I I'm going to carry a small can of propane. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run a line when, and plug the line into the intake because the propane's gonna be easier to manage, it's gonna be safer, it's not gonna spill and contaminate all her wonderful clothes. Um so uh, with that can of propane, I think I can make that gold wing run for ten, twenty miles and as long as I meter the amount of propane into the motor, and I think that's gonna be better and safer and easier for me, plus it's a much smaller container than uh than something you know of a gallon size, but I'm actually going to assign her the responsibility in writing and have her sign off on it that she is that there's one gauge on the dashboard that belongs to her and it's the gas gauge. So that's I think that's going to work. But you know I don't know if she hires a lawyer then they'll have to negotiate. Yeah, I got a question on tires. Um, okay. Uh, you're saying the date code ten years is that is that what you're? Uh... Yes. We all know that the tire probably didn't hit the road for a year because right. it takes about right. a year for the tire to come off the factory, go into the what we call the warehouse distribution center, then from there it goes to another distribution center, from there it goes to finally another, and then finally it comes to me. So we're 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 cognizant of the fact that the the age of the tire is probably, but 
you know, Harry, half the experts say, oh, it's the sunlight. And, and a tire ages on the shelf. A tire ages on the shelf in San Diego and in Phoenix and in Detroit and in Winona, Minnesota. And, and it, 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 even if you're in Alaska, a tire is going to age on the, on the shelf. And, and it, it can just be bad right on the shelf, Harry. Well, I mean, really, that's that right there. Yeah, that tire, after eight years, can be bad. It can be brand new and bad on the shelf. Have you ever seen one of those, Harry? I've got a motorcycle tire on my shop that's 25 years old. It's still wrapped. <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and so all this kind of discussion goes on, but, but you're, you're exactly right. There is a, a lag. The other day I called and I said to my vendor, my tire vendor, I've got a guy who's really into the tire expiration issue, the tire aging issue, so I want some popping fresh tires. And he laughed and he goes, I'm scared to ask what you're asking me. And I said, I want you to look at the day code and give me four of the newest ones you got. And the best he could do was about 11 months. So he gave me four tires that were all had pretty much the same day code, but they were 11 months old. That's, you know, and I put them on the car, and he was happy with that. That's what I ran into with a utility trailer, 12-inch tire, and what they gave me was 13 months old. And I said, don't you have anything newer, you know? And, yeah. Uh, now, now, about trailer tires and, uh, you know, tires that kind of sit outside or whatever, uh, you're still saying 10 years on those? Well, here's the, here's the, here's the thing about trailer tires. A trailer tire that starts with ST before the size, I means standard trailer tire, that has a speed limit of 65 miles an hour, and it blows apart at 66. So I, I've never, so have I, I've, I've never seen an old trailer tire because every young kid with a hot rod Ford diesel truck coming up the mountain to Payson to go to Roosevelt Lake or go to Sorora Lakes doing 70 and 80. And every Saturday and Sunday you see those guys off to the side of the road with their arms up against the trailer wondering what the heck am I going to do because I just blew this trailer tire and wiped out the fender and everything else. So the answer is, is trailer tires don't last that long, so I'm not real worried about them. But if you want to, go to an LT, a light truck tire on your trailer. Now you can do 75, and they'll carry the load when they're appropriately sized. They'll still carry the load, but you get the increased speed rating. So they have the sidewall stiff enough to handle the... Yes. You know, okay, so yeah, it's just a matter of load. You got a single axle trailer and you've got a 4,000 pound axle. I need 2,000 pounds of tires on either side, and you can find a passenger car or light truck tire that's got a 2,800 limit. So now you got you got 5,000 pounds of tires holding up a trailer that only was supposed to weigh 4,000 pounds, and that's perfect as far as I'm concerned. I'd rather have more tires than I have weight, and so that's perfect. Harry, I got to run, buddy. Thank you very much for calling in. And anybody else, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. This is KKNT 960 AM. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. 
Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Nurse, I need you to apply pressure to the head wound until I can get to it. I'm concerned she's lost too much blood. Oh, no. You in the corner, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. She's my girlfriend, doctor. You need to wait out in the waiting room. Please, doctor, I want to stay with her. Look, she's been badly injured. So if you want to do what's best for her, you need to let us do our work. Please, doctor, she has to be okay. I didn't mean to do this. I love her. Wait a second. You were the driver? Yes, but I didn't mean to. I swear, we we went to dinner. I, I was just buzzed. I only had a few drinks. Just buzzed? Why didn't you tell us that? In that case, your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. You want to get out of here? I can't believe this. Really, doctor? She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stat. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Let's see what time it is. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday between 10 and noon, we're here talking about your car, your car questions, your car problems. And let me tell you real quick about Automatic Transmission Exchange. We affectionately call it ATE. Automatic Transmission Exchange is a transmission shop that's been serviced in the Phoenix area since 1968. I promise you Phil has gray hair. Phil and his staff are the transmission diagnostics experts. Phil does everything really, really well. But if you've got a sand buggy or if you've got a hot rod and you need a hot rod transmission that might hold back five, six, seven hundred and fifty horsepower, Phil's the guy you need to talk to. 
Phil can build anything. He understands and has the capability to build you a custom transmission that will hold up to just about any wear and tear you want to put it through. So Phil is, and as a matter of fact, if you drive down to 40th and Washington, you'll look at his place and you'll say, I've driven by this 100 times and didn't even know they had been here since 1968. Phil's a good guy. Automatic transmission exchange, serving the central Phoenix area, actually the whole valley, and he's located at 40th Street in Washington. Well, good morning, Ken. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I uh, totally agree with you on tires, and I also live in Payson, and I see those warriors on the side of the road. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I I actually stop every once in a while, especially, and I'm in Payson right now, as a matter of fact, where I'm, I'm oh, transmitting good. out of the ranch. Um, I've been at the car show all day long. If, if, oh, yeah. if you've been there, well, if, 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 if you're there, I was taking pictures this morning from 8 o'clock until I had to leave at 9.30. Um, but uh, one, of the, one of the things I'll do is, is, if if you're up if you're coming up and down Payson, and you have a tire that's flat and your spare is flat, then just stand there with your chin cupped in your arm, with <laughs> sitting on your flat tire, and guys like me will stop and air your tire up for you. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. But it, it is true. Those of us that travel up and down the mountain, we see it all the time. That's a scene. Here here's my question. Okay. Right. I've got a 2004 Chevrolet Silverado 2500. Series, uh, I, I purchased it brand new in 2004. I've had lots of different trouble with it. Uh, General Motors has these problems that they don't address. But anyhow, those are not what I wanted to ask you about. I have a, a problem going on right now where, um, okay, put the key in the ignition. It doesn't happen all the time. This is something that's periodic. In other words, you could drive the truck for two two months, two and a half months, everything's fine. One okay. morning, you, one morning you come out, you put the key in the ignition, you turn the key, and nothing happens. Nothing. Okay, I got you. I, I, I want you to do this. Do you park it in the garage or up against the garage door? Yeah, I, I, pay, I park it face in the garage. Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. I want you to go to MarkSalem.com and 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 copy FAQ 28. Okay, hang on a second. MarkSalem.com. FAQ 28. Now, let me tell you what FAQ 28 says. I want you to turn on, when, it's, when, this, when you hit the key and nothing happens, I want you to turn on the headlights. And I want to know if they're there or if they're white and bright or yellow and dim. Okay? Now, I want you to leave the headlights on and I want you to hit the key again. And I want to know what the headlights do. Do they go out completely and come on ever so slowly? Or do they go out completely and come on as soon as you let go of the key? Or where do they start? Where do they end? Are they yellow? Are they white and bright? Because I can die, that FAQ will diagnose what's wrong with your truck if you just pay attention to the headlights, which we're using as a voltmeter. Okay. So let me give you an example. When you hit the key and nothing happens, and you hit the key and the headlights don't dim and they're white and bright, that tells me the neutral safety switch or the solenoid is bad. And in your case, it's probably the solenoid, and you would do the starter and the solenoids as a package. If I'm right, and the solenoid's bad, then you hit the key and nothing happens, and you don't have your business suit on, so you crawl underneath the truck with a little hammer, and you just tap the side of the solenoid two or three times. You get back in the truck, and it starts. Then you've just diagnosed the solenoid being bad. So at that point, you'd replace it. Now, if you hit the key, and it dims a little, 
and when you let go, it comes back on. That means the solenoid is activated, but it's not activating the starter. If you hit the key and the headlights go out completely, and then the minute you let go, they come back on white and bright, that also tells you that the starter's bad because the starter drew a whole bunch of amps, but it's not spinning the motor over. So you can diagnose the solenoid, the starter, a bad battery connection, and a bad battery with FAQ28. And that's all you need to do is pay attention to the headlights. So if you'll do that and call me back and let me know how you're doing, or if you have some, some results that you're unclear about, you can email me at mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K at marksalem, like the cigarette, dot com, S-A-L-E-M. That's for anybody. Anybody can email me if you have a car question and you're too shy to be on the radio. Then email me your car question and I'll help you out. Work really hard on giving me the year, make, and model, and the mileage, and the symptoms. What's the problem, and what are the symptoms? And that helps me out a lot. When we come back, George, you're going to be my first caller, so stay right there. We'll be back in about two and a half, three minutes. My name's Mark Salem. It's 11.39, and we're seven seconds away from 11.40, and Jeremy wants me out at 2, 1, now. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. We founded ourselves on the idea of universal human rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness under the principle that all men are created equal. Declaration of Independence does not say American men. It says all men, all human beings. Different ways to accomplish that. Not all of it has to be done like we did from 1941 to 1945. I think a lot of it, and indeed most of it, can be done like we did between 1981 and 1989. Weekday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. 
It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Looking to know what's up on the Dennis Prager Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. It's 44 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, and we're just wrapping up the show, but we got open lines available. George, you're going to be next, but I'm going to talk about IMM real quick. IMM Auto Service is a friend of mine. David owns IMM. He's a friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine, and you know why? It's because he likes to fix cars that I really can't do a very good job on. I don't know what it's like to replace a starter or a clutch on a Saab, a Fiat, an Alfa Romeo. Those are, and Volvos. Those cars are an animal all of their own. You, you know, a cow and a, uh, a horse and a cow and a cat and a dog, they have four legs and they got a tail and, okay, they're all the same. Let's throw a snake into the, <laughs> into the mix or, or let's throw some eagle. Follow mainstream anything, but IMM works on specifically Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, Alfa Romeos, those are the cars. Now, you may not want to take your car there for an oil change, or maybe so you do. But when you have a problem, you are best served at IMM in Tempe. David and his crew are really, really good. They have ASE Master Techs, and they do a good job. That's IMM Auto Service in Tempe. George, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? I'm afraid I got something to cause you to punch the windshield. Uh, okay. I got a new piece of paper from MVD there in Bash's Shopping Center on Tuesday. It's recreational motor vehicles, ATC and ATV. Uh-huh. The vehicle was not manufactured for use on public streets, roads, and highways. The owner must submit a properly completed highway use certificate form 96-371 to certify that the vehicle meets all applicable safety and equipment requirements for on-road use. Any off-road recreational, and they left out the word vehicle, that is left, that is used on the road must be properly equipped for highway use. The ATC or ATV may be registered when the vehicle, and amongst a whole bunch of requirements here, it says if 90 cc's or more requires emissions. Are we going to have to get quads smogged now? <laughs> they don't have any infrastructure up here to do that. 
no, so no. Maricopa and, and Pinal County is 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 that that's written for Maricopa or Pinal County, but it, it oh. everybody knows in the Payson there is no smog. There is, I mean, that's right. why a lot of people that live in the valley, of course, register their vehicles up here so they don't have the aggravation. But but let me tell you, this isn't as bad as you think. Um, we just bought a four seater uh, Polaris. Um, from the Rye dealership, as a matter of fact, and we put a windshield in it. It has a horn. It has headlights. You can use your arm for turn signals, and um, and we put some street tires on it because our intention is is to use it just locally around our house here. So it wasn't that hard to get streetable. It's it's really a matter of you know if you don't want to put a windshield on your quad, then you have to have a face shield or a helmet or glasses. So there. The police are going to cite you for something that you don't have that you should have, and that you, it's not mandatory that you have turn signals so you can use your arms like we used to do in the 50s. Um, I've asked law enforcement up in Payson if they're going to cite for non-DOT tires, for off-road tires on the highway, and they said no. They said they don't see a problem with that. Most of the quads are not going to do 70, 80 miles an hour. I think most quads realistically are in the 30 to 45 mile an hour range with some of the higher speed ones that can do 60 or 70. But really, who's going to be zipping through pacing at 60 or 70 on a quad? I mean, you're only going to do it once before you go to jail. <laughs> but um, I... In Maricopa, you have to take your quad in to have an inspector at a motor vehicle department inspect it before you can get a street license plate. I think up here there's an affidavit you fill out where you tell them I have eye protection, I have headlights, I have I'm going to use turn signals and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm not a legal beagle on that, but no emissions, no emissions. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, it's it's it's, it's a creeping. Infringement on freedoms is all. <laughs> well, I, I and and I'm, I I don't I I I appreciate your honesty and and I can tell you that 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 there's a lot of people that would agree with you but but I I want to tell you what my version of emissions is okay. Right. I, I want to give you your car, George, and I'm going to put a big wing nut on the dashboard and I'm going to back that wing nut out about eight turns. And I'm going to say to you, George, let's get going 60 miles an hour on a flat stretch of ground, 60, 65, 70, whatever you want, George. And that wing nut there is attached to the fuel delivery service on your car. So we're going to start screwing that wing nut in a quarter turn at a time. And you know, George, that sooner or later we're going to hit the spot where one quarter more we drop from 70 miles an hour to 68, right? Right. Okay. That's vehicle emissions. Vehicle emissions says, let's trim the fuel down to where we get to lean drop. So let's, let's screw the screws in. Let's, let's adjust it to where we just lose 50 RPMs, and then let's give them back to 50 RPMs and hold there. That's truly what vehicle emissions is all about. It's shut off the abundance of fuel that's coming out of your tailpipe that's polluting the air and that's not doing any good on your car, on your motor, or for the air we breathe. And, and that's truly what emissions is. It's just if we could have that screw, that big wing nut looking item. Can, do you remember the old cars, George, where you could advance the timing with the little lever on the steering wheel? <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I do. I had one. <laughs> okay. Now, now, do you remember, you used to drive down the highway, and you'd advance the timing, advance the timing, and then pretty soon the engine would start knocking, and you'd lose a little bit of power, and you'd back the timing up, right? Oh, yeah. 
That's exactly what vehicle emissions is. That's exactly what vehicle emissions is. Just shut off the fuel that's not doing you any good. It's kind of like a stream that drives over a water wheel. Let's say that the water wheel's 10 feet wide and the stream is 10 feet wide. As the water goes over the water wheel, every drop of water drives the water wheel. But what about if the stream was 50 feet wide and the water wheel was only 10 feet wide? Then we had a whole bunch of water going over the cliff that didn't drive the wheel. That's what vehicle emissions is all about. I'm not, I'm a cowboy. I am not a tree hugger. Well, uh, but I, if I can offer something here, what I see is that the average automobile on the road, the engines are 15 times the size of the 300 cc's of my quad. Yeah, um, you're right. Just what is producing more smog. Uh, you know, it's, it, it looks to me, again, like the Sierra Club has done a good job of lobbying the state legislature to get the quads out of what they call their forest. Okay. You know, I agree that there are clubs out there that don't want us in their forest. I agree with you there. I I don't agree that they're using plates and license plates to get to to take the quads off the road. They're in 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 this whole equation much earlier, and I'll tell you why. I'll bet you dollars to donuts if your quad's less than ten years old, it has a catalytic converter in the exhaust. So the catalytic converter is going to burn up any additional fuel the motor doesn't use. That is an emissions control device. You bought it with you had the car. They're involved in let's make them clean before they get into the forest because there's not much you can do to a quad nowadays to make it really puke terrible emissions. There's no screws to turn on a fuel-injected quad. There's nothing someone can do to make it really pollute the air because the computer controls so much of the emissions and so much of the fuel delivery. So. I'm afraid, like you are, that, and I think you'll agree with me on this, if we don't, if we, if we would just stop being stupid in the forest, if we would stop doing circles on our quads, those, those younger people, stop doing circles and tearing up the vegetation, if we'd stick to the roads, if we would enjoy ourselves, but there's no reason to spin your tires, there's no reason to, to, to tear up the vegetation, if we just behave ourselves, I think we'll still have the roads. But I think there's a small minority of people in the forest that make it tough for the rest of us. And um, and I'm not above and beyond. And probably I, I would suspect, George, you're the same way. Sometimes you pull into an area where they're just tearing up the vegetation, and I, I'll get out of the quad, and I'll just stand there with my hands on my hips, and I think the message to them is that I don't like what they're doing. <laughs> and, and so many times they know that, and maybe they'll move on. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, anyway. All right. Thank you very much, George. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Vehicle emissions is something that I've been involved in since vehicle emissions first started in the 70s. Um, I am really very good at vehicle emissions, understanding all the different systems and stuff like that. I'll give you another example of a system that's in every one of your cars and you don't even know it. Um, we have a system where we're going to suck the fumes off your tank and burn them with your engine, and that saves you fuel economy. And it also prevents the fumes from escaping into the atmosphere as a hydrocarbon and contaminating the air that we breathe. So the computer will sense that the fumes need to be vacuumed off the tank. 
So it closes one valve, opens another, brings those fumes, sucks those fumes out of the tank, runs them through a charcoal canister, and then runs them back into the engine. It's an additional source of fuel that you otherwise would not have used. So there's all kinds of stuff. Positive crankcase ventilation valves. It's a $3 valve, and it does wonderful things for clean air. Oxygen sensors do wonderful things for clean air. Um, MAP sensors, MAF sensors, MAF, mass airflow sensors. All that stuff is just to just use exactly the amount of fuel we need to make the car do what we need it to do and not a drop more. All righty, Billy, good morning to you. What can I do for you? I got a 2000 Ford Expedition 5.4 engine. The wife said that she, last week she turned the air conditioning on and she smelled something. So I'd done some checking. First, I thought it was antifreeze, but I'm sure it's oil. On the, uh, what do you call it, the intake manifold? Uh huh. And the, the gully there was oil. But, but okay. I cleaned it out and I've been watching it. There's no more oil. So what's going on? Oof. You know, I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um, let me tell you this much. When you're on normal air on your expedition, we're sucking air from the vents by the windshield wipers. So uh -huh. that's where fresh air is coming in, and then we're going to run it through the cool or the warm heater core or the evaporator for the air conditioning, and then we're going to blow it into the van, uh -huh. into the expedition for you. When you smell something from the engine, then if you go from normal to recirculatory, we uh -huh. shut those vents off, and now you're just going to recirculate the air inside, so we're not going to contaminate it. When people have older engines that leak a little oil and the fumes related to this, the burning oil bother them, then we simply tell them to go to recirculatory, and that will shut off the suction of the air from the hood area. Okay. As far as your oil leak is concerned, um, next time you go in for an oil change, do you usually go to a quick loop shop or do you go to a regular repair shop? Well, last time Ford did it, but Jenny, I go to okay. a quick loop. Okay. I think I would go... To, to somebody who does engine work, and I would just say, can I pop the hood, and I point right there. There was a big puddle of oil right there, and I cleaned it up, and it didn't come back. What do you, what do you think that is? I think that's a reasonable request, and it might cost you an extra $4 for your oil change to yeah. actually have a master tech to talk to, but I think it's worth it. Let me ask you another quick question. Okay. I noticed on that intake manifold, there's two uh -huh. lines. One's a quarter-inch line, and bolts straight to the center of the engine. And there's another about a half-inch line, plastic line. They're both plastic. Is this, one of them lines got to do with oil? No, 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 not at all. That's going to be vacuum or coolant. Oh, okay. So if you touch them and they're hot, then they're coolant. And uh -huh. if you touch them and everything else is hot and they're not, then they're vacuum. But no, the, no, no, those, those won't have, we don't have any exterior oil lines on your expedition except for power steering. That's the only one we've got. All right, George, or Billy, thank you very much, Billy. Thank you very much for calling, and uh, good luck to you. For the rest of you, I, I just want you to consider that it is in your best interest anytime you get an estimate to ask for a, for a detailed estimate. Exactly what does the estimate contain? Because the shop, in order to give you an estimate, had to fill in all those blanks. The problem is, is that one shop will bid a timing belt, 17 other parts plus the labor and one shop will build just the timing belt and the labor and you need to know that the difference in price has to do with the difference in a whole lot of components that are going to be replaced. 
So it's good that you know that so you can make an intelligent decision. But don't be afraid. Get your pen and pencil and say to them, okay, give me the first thing and give me the price. Give me the second thing and give me the price. Ask for a detailed estimate. It is in your best interest. Plus, it's easier to shop a detailed estimate than just some valve job for $2,200. No one can shop that. And they tell you it's a valve job for $2,200 because they know you can't shop it. So that's what works well. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.